Oh, hi. I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 61. I didn't know I was going to do this today. I thought I was just going to take this week off because I was sick. But I, but you know what? Uh, I was guilted I, I, by myself. I guess I just had to do this. And uh, I'm sorry I didn't do it on Tuesday. I was sick. And then, then you know what? I, I, this is why I felt bad. I know why I felt bad. Because... I am going to Alaska next week, next Friday, for nine days. A bear might eat me. I might die. So we have the podcast next week with Fleckus from Fleckus Talks on YouTube. Uh, that's next Tuesday. So you have this and that, and then if a bear eats me, then that's all you have. And I'm sorry, but, you know, what What can I tell you? So, So I figured I couldn't take this week off. Because the week after next, I'm going to be lost in the wilderness. That's just what is going to happen. I'm going to be lost. I, I don't know how to nature. I don't know how to do it. Um, people have been asking me, have I been preparing? Have I been preparing for the wilderness? Basically, I'm going out there to hunt. I'm going to go out there to hunt deer. I'm going to bring an AR-10 and my revolver. The revolver is for bears. And uh, there has been no pe- preparation at all, like zero preparation. So, so yeah, I don't like to prepare. I actually, and I bought the the, the flight, the pl- the tickets, two months ago or something. So this has been two months of knowing I'm going to Alaska, and that's 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 as long as all. I never plan trips that far ahead, so. The only planning is I bought my tickets and and that's it. That's that's it. So that's the podcast. No, I didn't uh I didn't prepare this podcast at all. You know, I, I usually ask for questions too. And I decided I was gonna do this five minutes ago, so there are no questions. There are no questions. Also, I'm not hunting for bears. I'm hunting for deer. The bear is, uh, is if it tries to kill me, I'm going to kill it. And then I'll eat it. Because you don't want to put, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want a good bear to go to waste. You know, you know what I mean? You don't want a bear to go to waste. That's, that's an old saying, by the way. I did not just invent that. That's a, that's for sure an old saying. It's uh, I'm pretty sure that was like in Yogi Bear or something. Like, you never want a good bear to go to waste. You know that? Do you guys know this? Yeah, you can eat beer. Beer. You can eat a beer and a bear. Uh, so, so yeah, no questions this week. Uh, there are some topics I've been wanting to kind of talk about. Uh, like when I see something happen in the news, I'm like, oh, that would have been good to talk on the podcast. But I'm not doing it this week, and it won't, b- won't be relevant next week. The sad thing about how quickly things are moving is nothing. No- nothing's really relevant anymore. Even important things like Epstein, not relevant anymore doesn't matter we shouldn't even think about that anymore there's a hurricane that didn't really hit the united states it killed the bahamas but i think any hurricane would do that just because infrastructure is pretty shitty there uh and then uh so epstein and then the hurricane and then oh amazon rainforests uh, and uh, let's not forget also abortions in alabama or something oh and then and then uh, uh two weeks ago dan crenshaw the congressman chenk chenk Whatever his name's nephew said something mean about him, and then he was canceled. That guy's a that guy's a dick, but you know, and his politics are dumb. But do we really need to? 
cancel everyone? Can we stop doing that? Who cares? Like, we, we should be able to hear things we don't agree with, right? We're not speaking of that. Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle is uh, something I wanted to talk about because his, his comedy special is pretty good. It's not like the greatest thing of all time. It's pretty good. But it uh, nowadays, I can see why it's considered the greatest thing of all time just because everyone's been kind of very careful with what they've been saying. Except the interesting people like Kanye West or Trump. You, 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 can, you can kind of, I guess... You can kind of, I guess, be like PG-13 and be very controversial. Like even non-controversial people are controversial for saying obvious things. But the, Chapp the, the Chappelle thing was good. It was, it, was, it was good. It was like a, I give it a three out of five or three and a half out of five. It's, a, it's good. It's not the greatest. It's good, though. But the, the Internet says otherwise, and it's because we're starving for for content and truth like that by the way a lot of the a lot of the jokes he made which were pretty political i don't agree with uh his views on racism and guns and all that don't really agree with but he's funny and that's all that matters when there's a comedian i always say that comedians are like uh the philosophers of today and you don't have to agree with philosophy you know every philosopher but they, the good ones are interesting nonetheless. So that's kind of how I see comedians. If you are a comedian and you play the whole PC game and you're careful with what you say, then you're not a comedian. You're someone kind of funny maybe, but you're not a comedian. A comedian has to, has to erase the, the line in the sand and just keep moving it and pushing it and pushing it. And that's what progress used to be. It, it, you know, back in the day, you used to not be able to say, like George Carlin's thing was the seven dirty words you can't say or something. I forgot what it's called. Uh, but but now, you know, that is nothing. The, the, the things comedians said 30, 40 years ago are not uh, controversial. But actually, maybe today, maybe in the past four years of, of uh, you know, the new, the new world <laughs> that we live in, Maybe it would be controversial today, but but that's kind of what what's supposed to happen is we're supposed to look back and be like, oh, that's that I get I get why that was funny for the time, but really it's no big deal. But for some strange reason, we're not allowed to hear things we don't agree with anymore, and we're we're supposed to shame ourselves and be uncomfortable with our beliefs. The crazy thing is, is that. It's 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 like people don't care that we're not living, that we're not inter interesting. I want to hear interesting things. I'll give you an example. What am I drinking? I'm drinking this thing. I'll give you an example. Um, I uh, there's this there's this Twitter account that I follow, Carnivore something, and it, it's just this this guy. I, I don't I don't know who runs these accounts, but a lot of them are interesting, and he's saying that. Uh, you need to eat red meat all the time, and and uh, even vegetables aren't as good for you as, as one's thought. And I don't know if I fully believe that, 
but it's definitely interesting because it's something that no one really talks about. There's a whole thing. There's a, he wrote he writes all these crazy long essays about it, and um, the ones that are really bad for you supposedly are uh, lectins. You know, like like beans <laughs> and tomatoes. Th- those aren't very good for you. And then and then if you eat vegetables like broccoli and all that, it should be cooked because it has. I'm going to use this word that I hate, but it has like toxins that can harm you especially if you eat more of it but he basically says the main thing you need to be eating is red meat and that kind of contradicts everything all these stupid studies that come out every day say that that all those studies are proven false and uh but it's but even if it's wrong or half true it's interesting and i want to i want to read things like that so that's the problem with with let's say critics now an example is knock down the house the critic consensus of that which is a a documentary of AOC and other people who who got it elected uh i think it's a netflix bullshit thing 100% on rotten tomatoes 83 uh 83 critics 100% most things don't get a hundred percent. Most movies don't get a hundred percent, and then if you if they do, you know that they're not good. I always say the best movies are between sixty and eighty percent, because if everything if if everyone loves everything about a movie, or, or everyone gives a good review, you know, actually to anything, then you know it's kind of mediocre. Um. And then, uh, so it got a hundred percent, and then and then thirty five percent audience score. The audience hated it. So, so you know that that there is a, an agenda, like this is this is the definition of fake news. Uh, oh, m- someone said movies directed by S. Craig Zoller are the only movies you should be watching. I agree. He made a movie called Dragged Across Concrete, which I it got decent reviews, but not amazing reviews, and it was really good. And then the bad reviews it got was talking about how racist it was, which it wasn't. Uh, just watch that movie, Dragged Across Concrete. Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson. It came out about four months ago it's my second favorite movie of the year the first favorite is once upon a time in hollywood which also people said was racist basically any movie that anyone says is racist go see it it's gonna be great and then dave Chappelle, sticks and stones 38 percent on rotten tomatoes um the articles that that were hating on it were so woke that i was asleep uh, that was not a joke that was not a joke, okay? So don't laugh at that. And then uh, 99% audience score. Which actually proves my theory again. The audience, 99% loved it. So um, my theory again was, it, it's okay. It's good. It's not amazing, but it's good. Uh, also, supposedly, he might have stolen a joke from Owen Benjamin. The LGBT thing. That whole joke he did about that, that might have been stolen. Or it was very similar. If not stolen, it was very similar. Maybe it was subconsciously stolen. I don't know. Um, Oh, and then the Hannah Gadsby comedy. I'm using that word very loosely. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Another 100%. That's pretty crazy. No agenda there. There's no agenda. It's that good. The the, the jokes she said uh, when she was like, when I was... 13 
I was raped. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, holy crap, that's that's a that's a joke right there. Uh to be honest, I didn't watch the full ep- the full um special because just that that one joke just was enough for me. The the thing where she said she was raped. I I mean, that was just <laughs> it's just thinking about that was really funny. And then a uh, 60% audience score. So th- again, there's a big uh, different, a big, a big difference. We're living in different worlds, the critics and the normal people like you and I. We're living in different worlds. It's almost like they are the elites and we're the the blue collar guys who just want to hear dick jokes and trans jokes and all of that. Everything should be made fun of, by the way, especially weird things like trans. Definition of weird is is one percent. If if there's if there's one percent, which the trans is less than one percent of the population, by definition that's weird. Gay is like one percent weird, but the fact that they make us celebrate it for a whole month in June, um, is is beyond parody. I mean, some would say clown world. Some would say that's clown world. But, uh, yeah. So I want to hear all those jokes. I'm a Jew. I like Jew jokes. I think they're funny, and mostly true. Yeah, we do care about money. And in uh, that thing we do with our hands, we do that. In the secret Jewish meetings, we do that. I'm sorry, we do that. Where we, it's like we're, we're uh, is the word connive? We're conniving? We're scheming? That's what we do in the secret Jewish meetings. That's what we do. So it's funny. It's a joke. It's funny. And yeah, Jews do have big noses. Not me. I have a pretty good nose. You know why? Because I'm not really Jew. No, I am. I'm that rare. I'm that rare, weird Jew that doesn't need a nose job. But, uh, yeah, so it's 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 worth watching the Dave Chappelle thing, but it's not the greatest thing ever. But in a world where uh, you're just not allowed to say anything he said, then, yeah, it, it has to be uh, – it has to be <laughs> basically promoted as by the masses as the greatest thing ever because it's almost like we have to push back. We're using that as a way to push back against things we're just not allowed to enjoy anymore. Like the Nanette, the Nanette thing, the Hannah Gadsby thing. By the way, I've never heard of her before that whole special, which uh, Hannah Gadsby Nanette brilliantly moves modern comedy into naked, honest, nakedly honest new territory, pivoting from dry humor, <laughs> I didn't see it, to raw, powerful storytelling. That doesn't sound like a comedy. That sounds like a one-man special. That sounds like a one-man special where someone's just, you know, uh, recounting their life in front of an audience of people. And there's some jokes here and there because, you know, whenever someone's telling a story, you kind of got to spice it up and make it a little bit interesting. But that's not a comedy special. So in a world where people are saying and promoting that that's a comedy special, we need to push back and we need to say Dave Chappelle's the greatest comedian of all time. He is actually one of the best living today, and that's sad because um, we're uh, it's comedies dying. There's no more comedies in movies. There's nothing, and you're not allowed to be funny. And then, like the best people I used to follow on Twitter, they're all banned because you're not allowed to hear things. By the way, I read an article. Today, <laughs> Twi- uh, I read an article an hour ago, and I retained maybe 10% of it, if that. But uh, 
it was something I f- saw in Zero Hedge, which was forget 1984, we're facing a brave new world. The gist of it is that that we're not living in an or- Orwellian country, but we're we are living in a. Damn it! I can't even Huxleyan, Aldous Huxley thing, where. In, in places in, like, for instance, China, they have a social credit system, and it's getting more sophisticated by the day, where if you get, if your social credit score drops, like a credit score, if it drops, you won't be able to travel, you won't be able to get a good house or a good job or good education or anything. You won't be able to leave the, leave the travel around the country or, or, or leave China. Um, and it's like that Black Mirror episode. I, I've mentioned this before, but this article basically says that they're living in 1984, and, and uh, but we're living in a brave new world where I actually have to read that book. I know about it. I probably might have read it in high school. I don't remember. They made us read 1984, and uh, it's on my Amazon thing. I'm going to buy it. But um, basically, the social credit system is coming here, but more in tech and not in government. So so uh, you won't be able to, if you have a bad score, you won't be able to get an Uber. Uh, PayPal will block you. Uh, if you've tweeted something wrong, uh, uh, Instagram, I mean, you know, obviously all the social media companies will block you, but services like Airbnb, PayPal, uh, Uber, and uh, what else did I say? Basically anything you just won't be able, allowed to use. Now, people are going to say, well, they're a private company, so, you know, they should be allowed to, they have the right to refuse service, which I would agree with, except for the fact that they're all monopolies, and they're all colluding with each other. Imagine, imagine the whole world, look, government is going to become obsolete by itself. So the Constitution is going to become irrelevant by itself, which is a sad, scary thing to admit, but you have to admit it to yourself. Because if... All these companies start colluding with one another, and everything is moving towards a future where you just can't le- you can't escape technology, and you can't escape using apps or anything like that. Then, uh, and, and they all block you. Then I'm sorry, but there needs to be some sort of government intervention because the rights that the Constitution grants you or basically acknowledges and protects you from the government in, in, um, you know, controlling your life with, with, uh, by banning you from, from freedom of speech or, or religion or anything, anything like that, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if the government, the, the, you know, the, the government just can't protect you anymore. And there needs to be something. But basically, this uh, this article was saying that we're basically living in a brave new world. It's going to get more sophisticated. More, It's going to get a lot worse. Pretty interesting. But um, there is a lot. There, It's coming from every direction. There's going to be control coming from every direction. The control from the tech companies. The control from media, which is trying to create this whole narrative. And uh, it's funny because it's not it's not really working with media and with speech because you can't hide funny like the Dave Chappelle thing. You can't hide it. The media can all gang up on on 
on Dave Chappelle in the special and say it's trash, don't watch it. It ha- actually for a while had a zero percent, and then I'm sh- and then I think good reviews were kind of trickling in. But they can't con- they can't control the what the the majority of people think, which is encouraging. So I hope that something happens where in the near future where the tech companies can't really control who's allowed to use their platform or not. Um, also, it's one thing, by the way, if, if you walk into a store and they say, we have the right to refuse service, you're disruptive, you're not wearing shoes, you are a meth addict and you're, you're going to rob us or something, you got to get the hell out. That's one thing. When it's digital, no one's really harming anyone else. I get it. I get it. Like with Airbnb, you can ban someone because they've just maybe destroyed someone's home. But I'm talking about things like using Venmo or PayPal or Shopify and then banning you because of your political beliefs. That's way different than going into someone's home and vandalizing it. So there needs to be something to protect people from just being banned and then and then having their whole livelihood ruined and uh their income their source of income ruined it's funny like we'll we'll allow twitter will allow all the whores the sex workers uh begging for money here's my paypal i'll send you nudes blah 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 they'll allow all of that even though oh no and then there's actual prostitutes that use all those services too how do I know? Because I've, I don't know. Uh, no, I just, it's its a thing. It's all over Twitter and Facebook and all that. So, and, and Instagram. So they'll allow all that. But uh, if you dare speak against the Democrats, or if you dare say man-made climate change is bullshit, they're going to ban you. And it's going to get worse and worse. They, they do it with people like Milo and Gavin and Laura Loomer and all these people in the beginning, you know, people who and Alex Jones, people who can be deemed crazy. And then everyone's like, OK, they'll ban the crazy people, but not like the sane people like me. I'm very sane. But no, they're going to get you. They're going to get you next. They're going to get you. It's going to happen. So. Yeah, I want So, you know, it's it's all tied into to the Dave Chappelle thing and all that, because that but that's like a lower level thing. The reviews, it's it's really no big deal. But imagine if people really paid attention to reviews and uh, imagine if it wasn't Dave Chappelle. Imagine if it was some some smaller comic and and, you know, with with, people will watch Dave Chappelle because he is already famous. He's untouchable and he's a bazillionaire. He's untouchable. But with uh, a lower level comedian, if he came out with his first special and uh, he, he needs good word of mouth and it originates from the reviews. And they all gang up on him because he dare, he dare speak his mind. Uh, then, then that can be actually a, a major problem for for someone like that. Then the reviews can really be a major problem. They can't they can't kill uh, Quentin Tarantino. They can't kill kill Dave Chappelle. They can't kill people that are already established. They couldn't even kill someone like Gavin Gavin McInnes who started Vice and then. He uh, 
he worked on a bunch of other things and then Rebel Media and then CRTV. Now, I mean, he's big enough to where he was allowed to make his own platform and he's making close to $200,000 a month with subscriptions. Uh, but, but with smaller people, they, uh, they can nip it in the bud. They can, ki- they can kill you. They can kill your character, ban you from everything before, before you even become, uh, a, th- a real, a real threat. So before you're a threat, they'll, they'll just, you know, kick you off all those platforms. Um, oh yeah. Another thing I wanted to ta- talk about was, uh, this political Kathy girl who uh on twitter last week uh so she i guess she she was a a beauty pageant person and then she got kicked off uh got kicked out of one of the beauty pageants for being a conservative right and then it just turns out she's basically like any other libertarian person Uh, now also i don't really care um because like I don't I don't care I don't care if someone infiltrates the conservative movement and then and then oh my god it turns out they're they're a libertarian. Like it all of this is infighting it doesn't matter. It's funny to pick on someone. Like it is funny to pick on someone but like it it's inconsequential it doesn't do anything to my life. I really don't care. I just thought it was kind of funny. Uh she's she's just a really good example of of someone who says they're conservative and it's like what are you conserving? Basically, the main tweet was, and if I had a show, when I have a show, the tweet will pop over my shoulder and you'll be able to read it. And I'll have had it queued up. But uh, now we're going to have to just go off my memory, which is going to be horrible. Basically, she said, uh, you can be a conservative if you're for uh, the LGBTQ movement. You could be a conservative if if you're for shit. What did she say? I can't remember. What did she say? Someone in the thing tell me. Oh, you can be pro-choice. You can be... Now, keep going. Keep going in the comments. Keep going because I can't remember. So she said, bro, oh, pro-choice, pro-weed, pro, pro, uh, all these things that it's like you kind of just sound like a libertarian or even a liberal. And the problem with people like that, by the way, are um, it's almost like you're a little bit of a con artist. You you infiltrate yourself into this niche uh, movement. You, you gain credibility and and you know you gain eyeballs and oh yeah she said you can be an atheist i mean i guess you can but whatever but the main thing is about about uh all that is like first of all what are you trying to conserve as a conservative what are you conserving i'm not saying that there should be laws like uh you can't be an atheist or anything like that but what are you conserving traditionally speaking like culturally speaking when when you the way you 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 conduct yourself in public is is a really good uh method what are you conserving but basically she she got lambasted because uh of that tweet and then she was crying about how how uh hateful everyone on the right is and uh yeah i don't know it's not that much of an interesting story to me it's just kind of funny because by the way, I have no notes for any of th- this podcast. I just don't have any notes for this. And uh, I wrote the <laughs> I just wrote her name. Like, oh, maybe talk about her. I don't remember. I don't remember because it doesn't matter. That's kind. I guess maybe that's my point. Is it just doesn't matter? 
like for three days people were were tweeting at her and i was just paying attention to it um and she basically she's a hypocrite and that's it but everyone is a hypocrite i guess it's just because she's dumb that 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 people ganged up on her right because she's dumb there's everyone's dumb on twitter I mean, people like that. The dumb people kind of uh, kind of just go away. By the way, I think you know. As a, I'll give you an example, the the quality of AOC's tweets have gone down. Um, in the beginning, when she was in office, or even before when she was running, her tweets, although I didn't agree with them. Structurally speaking, they were pretty good. They were very Trump-like, you know? And uh, she was kind of the only one that that was tweeting as well as Trump was. In the Trumpy kind of way, you know? And uh, ever since she fired her main, her chief of staff, they've gone down. So that's kind of my point. Is like the, the, the dumb people will just get their 15 minutes and they'll die out. So the political Kathy thing, I, I don't know. I'm just saying it that because I think that's her, her username. Irrelevant. I mean, an irrelevant person. Maybe I shouldn't have even brought her up. Not interesting. That's my new point. Not interesting. And uh, I think when I was thinking about this a little bit more, I was like, okay, if I talk about her, maybe I'll mention this. Maybe I'll mention that. Uh, but it's so stupid and such a non-issue that I can't even remember because it just doesn't do anything for me. Um, yeah, the the gossip, the gossip is uh, is a uh, is really dumb. It doesn't matter. That's the problem with all these things on uh, on Twitter or in any of these movements is like. Uh, the gossip and the dirt and and all that that people have against one another it's very cheap i'm more interested in ideas uh than people the the it it just doesn't matter like i want to read articles about why vegetables are killing us <laughs> why why uh oh which oh that bring, that actually okay fuck the political kathy thing uh you know Forget, forget that whole thing. That doesn't. None of that matters. It's all stupid. Uh, the the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, thousands to attend barbecue outside of home of vegan who sued neighbors over smelly meats in Australia. That's that's a story, by the way. That's a real thing. That is funny. That's actually so. That's pushing back. This was going to the Supreme Court in in Australia. Uh, and. And now, and it got thrown out. It got thrown out because it's such such a bullshit thing. She's a miserable person. Th- this vegan, all all vegans are miserable people because you're 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 not eating meat and you have to. So you're just gonna be a, a cunt to everyone else. I'm sorry I used that word, but I'm talking about a vegan here. Okay, there's no other word, and men can be one too. So that wasn't sexist. Men can also be cunts. 
And, uh, yeah, vegans are very miserable people, and it's for a reason, because they are depriving their body from meat, from red meat. So she, she, uh, I just thought it was really funny. Let me, let me, uh, you got to hear a little bit of her. Let me, let me put this video up. Because it's, it's just too good. Some peace and quiet, but a judge says her neighbors haven't done anything wrong. This isn't your average neighbourhood dispute. It's a battle between a vegan and meat eaters, a health-conscious massage therapist and the barbecuers next door. They've put it so it just, you, you smell fish, all I smell is fish. Stella Carden is vegan and she's fed up with the meaty smells coming from over the fence of her Girraween home. I can't enjoy my back hair, I can't go out there. She's also furious at cigarette smoke wafting into her yard, so angry she's taken her right for a fume-free existence all the way to the WA Supreme Court. Do you think they're doing this on purpose? Oh, absolutely. Of course they are. It's deliberate. That's what I said to the court. It's deliberate. And the smell is just the start of her complaints against two separate neighbours on Rochford Way. They've just banged the, the wall at any time when I've been sleeping. Then their kids with their basketballs. Okay, so it's not even just about the meat. It's it's about noise in general. So this, she's a miserable person. You'd expect this from someone in their 80s or something because there's nothing else to worry about. You have to find something to worry about. So this person is just a m- miserable person. And uh, I got a text message from someone just now that said, uh, not all vegans are terrible. Yes, they are. All of them. I've never met a good one. Um, so yeah, all vegans are terrible. And uh, I just, I just think that that those are the types of stories we gotta kind of rally behind. Those are the, that's what I want to know about the vegan who sues someone for smells. That that's some real stuff right there. And the fact that it happened in Australia and it came all the way here, all across the pond. Do we say that? Is that the saying across the pond? It came here. That's the stuff we gotta worry about, guys. Not the Amazon forest thing. That's all bullshit, too. Like, uh, where is that? Where did it go? Where did that go? Where is that? I Did I get rid of this? I was going to read it for myself. Oh, yeah. Forget the Amazon hype. Fires globally have declined 25% since 2003, thanks to economic growth. And... Uh, it's the guy who, who I read his article last week. He wrote another article. That's the stuff. We need pushback. We need real real things out there to combat the fake bullshit. Sorry for all the cussing, guys. Um, but, yeah. The other stuff. So so go, go find that vegan thing for yourself because it's really, really. That's, that's the important stuff right there. Um, I found a really good thread today about because I always get this question about higher education and uh, I can't believe it's something I recognized when I was in eighth grade I, I just said I'm not going to college it's pure bullshit and then and then some people are gonna be like well no it's okay for like if you want to be a scientist or a doctor or whatever most people who go to college don't do that okay they have to create all these bullshit degrees to uh, justify you being there. And it's a pyramid scheme. Because you get out and then you're just left broke and uh, with a useless degree. 
So I'm going to read you this thread because it was just really good. I found it on on the on Twitter uh, by uh, Adam Townsend at Adam Scrabble. Dumb name, but smart guy. Uh, threat about higher education is a racket. Let's begin. Legal rackets have two essential components. A, public relations that obscure, obscures the racket. B, mechanism that extracts the wealth from its marks. The PR, the PR. Everybody needs a college diploma. The extraction mechanism is student loans. This chart shows what happened. The federal government began guaranteeing obscene profits, profits to student loan lenders and debt serfdom for tens of millions. So basically, uh, they weren't doing that up until the late 2000s, so around 2009, and then it just skyrocketed like a hockey stick around 2010. Uh, if you're listening to this, you can DM me on Sadwater, and I'll just send you the thread, but I'm going to keep reading. A school is no indicator to employers if the student learned anything useful. Parents were arrested bribing their children uh, not to direct a career, rather to satisfy a vanity. This is why they paid a premium. Cartel structure. You want a diploma. You must satisfy a cartel member. <laughs> uh, while the majority of student students learn little to nothing of value, it is a, a verdant island for administrators. Uh, unlimited money for, via student loans. Yeah, like student loans just weren't a thing before. Uh Forgiving skyrocketing student loan debt uh, won't solve soaring costs imposed by a cartel that cannot prepare students for the economy of tomorrow. The yield in earnings on the increasingly unaffordable college degree is declining sharply. Around 2005, this happened. That's another chart. You can, again, DM me, and I'll send it to you. Uh, so what is college when, it, when it's no longer education? If one is not hard learning uh, that which is immediately marketable, what is the expense for? Suppose you are an intellectual imposter with nothing to say but with ambitions to succeed in li an academic life. What kind of literary style would you cultivate? Noth uh, nothing lucid, nothing lucid one. I don't know, I don't know if that's right. Uh, any clarity exposes a lack of content. You get this. Whatever this goes on, you kind of get the idea. I'll send you the whole, the whole, uh, the the whole thread. The whole thread's really interesting. Uh, but that that's uh, the, that's kind of like the last thing I wanted to mention. I guess there might have been other things, but but it doesn't matter. I knew that this was gonna be a a short-ish podcast, but with zero preparation, which you can tell, and it's totally fine. But what have we learned today, guys? Uh, Dave Chappelle is pretty funny, right? But, you know, not the greatest of all time, but, but nowadays he kind of has to be. Kind of like Batman. <laughs> He's not the hero we deserve, but the one we need. Or what is that old saying? It's the night is darkest before dawn. That's what it's, a, that's the saying I was trying to think of, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. They're, uh, what are we supposed to be outraged today? I don't know. Basically, I'm done. 
That is Sadcast episode 61. I'm going to be back next week with Fleck Us. And it's going to be great. So here's a song. I love you. Bye. We were alone. We were to blame.